Welcome to East Coast DNA. I'm your host, Darcy Walsh. And today's guests, we have absolute losers. Now, that's no offense to the people on the screen. That's the actual band name. So, first of all, Sam, I think it was you that I had been talking to uh, leading up to this interview. So, uh, thanks for reaching out. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having us on. You're uh, definitely a band that was on my radar. I know that uh, you've been through my hometown. I think you played at uh, Shoebox Cantina at some point. Yeah, we did in December, I think. Yeah, okay. And I, I do recall, too, about uh, probably close to a year ago, you had a couple videos out that had, like, the the camera. It was, like, a different lens. Like, it was, yeah. like, an aerial view in the room you were in. I, oh, I don't... yeah, like, the thing at Howie. Probably, yeah. What yeah. was that effect you were doing there? Uh, it's basically, um, I think it's a GoPro with, like, a 360. Okay lens on it this yeah. there's this jam space kind of studio in, in charlottetown called howie's okay and, uh, yeah he, he's starting to do this video series that's basically just uh inviting bands to come and play and he just sets a, a camera in the middle and records it cool cool yeah, yeah no i definitely cool. remember that and those were your first singles were they mm, actually we did do coexist yeah, yeah, yeah we, did, we, we did. did one of our first singles yeah, yeah. okay yeah and which is funny because they were like like two years old at that point oh okay okay because i did think uh when i was going through to get a little heavier research behind you guys before i sat with you i did when i saw that the album's your debut album i'm like i thought they were around longer than that i would have thought there was another album out there but it's just you have been around as a band for a little bit longer than the album itself anyway yes yeah and so sam with you there you have josh and daniel yeah yeah so is there a relationship you and josh brothers yeah we're brothers, so brothers? we've been playing music our, our whole life so yeah, okay this, where it's like you say we've been doing it a while it's like there's no real start point for this band i don't think at yeah. what point does daniel get into the mix then if you're uh brothers playing together probably high school yeah. uh we were we met in a high school musical pit band for our me, my grade 10, Sam's grade 11 high school production, like musical production. We were in like the band formation that we're in now, just under the stage. And we were like, oh, this is pretty cool. We got, I think we could really do something with this. And yeah, that's how I became brothers from another mother with these guys. Yeah. And when you guys started playing off, did you already have some songs as the brothers duo that oh, you brought to the table instantly we had no nah, i shouldn't say but as soon as soon as daniel joined we had we had already like had like probably like five songs and we've been looking for a drummer for a while and actually our good our good buddy connor was playing drums with us for uh some time anyway and then he went to school in toronto so he was gone so we were looking for a drummer again and daniel came pretty soon after that and the sound behind absolute losers i it definitely there's a few bands active in eastern canada right now that would fall into like kind of a 90s sound um picking up a little bit maybe of some joel plaskett influence maybe i don't know this might be a little bit more of a stretch depending on if it is something you're into or not the, the inbreds you, you ever into them at oh, all? Yeah, yeah 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 i, I kind of got a little 
if you kind of smush those two sounds together, that's kind of what I was getting from the overall absolute loser sound. So are you guys influenced by the nineties East coast sound? Oh yeah. Hugely. Yeah. I'd say from the beginning when we started as a band, when we had like this more dark undertone to it until now, I think the almost nothing has done like a bigger number on our like music in terms of like influence than like the that scene like i'd say like sloan and tons and the inbreds and super friends and flashing lights all those bands definitely informed us a lot musically and like just songwriting wise mm-hmm. i think it's fair to say we're all like diehard Sloan fans since the start, since childhood. So yeah. it's funny that you mentioned Joel Plaska because I remember that was one show when they played here him in the emergency for like the Scrappy Happiness tour, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh and I went to see that at, at the Confense Header, which is like the huge theater here when I was like 10. And that was definitely a transformative concert. It was the same for Sloan. They played the same yeah, place. Same deal. Like, a couple years before that. I, I've been a Sloan fan for my entire life because my cousin Andrew Murray has been in a bunch of cool bands, but he he uh, was big into Sloan. So was my dad. So it's a bit of a family favorite band. No, oh, that's awesome to hear. Like I said, I am seeing those influences come through in some of the up and coming bands in the region. So it's nice to see. I am finding out a lot. Like you mentioned at the last, there your your dad was a fan. I am yeah. finding a lot that it is a generational thing. That there's a lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the the kids are your age now, so now that you're adults, you're starting yeah. to play the stuff you were exposed to. So, yeah. and they're still doing it, which I think is really cool. Yeah, still put out albums and stuff. yeah, they still play like Money City Maniacs at hockey games and stuff. Like, I think it's I think they're like the next like like Rush or something. Like, yeah, like well, I actually not everybody loves Rush, but the next everyone knows the next yeah. next tragically <laughs> hip, I should say. And yeah. you had mentioned tons. Did you guys actually, were you over here to perform with them? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was in Halifax, right? Yeah, we did three shows with tons, okay. which, which was unreal. One here at the trail side, and then at the Tide and Boar, and then at the Marquee. So it's funny now... those names, because like um, uh, Mike O'Neill from the Inbreds is in that band, and like we became fast friends with him, and like all the all the guys like we yeah, share really cool we all share really similar tastes yeah. we're a very similar band to them like guitar bass drums trio we all sing so mm-hmm. it, it was pretty cool because you, you don't often get to play a show with a with a band that you're so like like just you understand them you know what i mean like you do yeah kind of yeah very compatible yeah. yeah i was just saying that the other day that uh like when this podcast started we were just starting to get out of lockdowns and everything so it was really covering the re-emergence of a scene but now two years in there's so many options to catch live music right now at first i was really happy to get out and see lineups that were crossing genres and there's definitely a lot of bands out there that are blending genres within their own sound but i do think and maybe i'll revise this opinion in the near future but I've noticed this summer with so many options going out to catch bands. I do like when they're grouped together a little bit more as a package that not even necessarily the same genre or sound, but kind of like you said, like 
organically the bands kind of feel like they fit together it it just gives a better experience for an evening as a package right so it's it's awesome to see that you guys get your foot in the door right away but i am curious and maybe you don't have a simple answer to this so we'll see where you go with it but how were you able to get a gig like that when you didn't even have your first album out uh i got us that gig by going to the sloan show that happened in summerside yeah and afterwards like chris murphy the bassist and singer uh, is always really good to like go out and like sell merch himself and and talk to people for as long as they want and he'll stay there to the very end so i kind of just floated around until the end and and then i started asking about tons because i was already a fan of them Mm -hmm. i just wanted them to come to pei and i said if you ever do like I got on my hands and knees and just said, please, please book our band or at least check us out. Uh, so yeah, that was it. And then I think he just kind of liked us as people. And you sent him the album, right? But yeah. Before it was released. I did send him the album. That would help. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, like I said, it immediately can uh, pick out some influences. It's not exactly the same, but you can tell that you were listening to some of those sounds. So yeah. I, I could see where he would probably pick up on the same thing. It's probably even quicker than myself. I would, Chris Murphy himself, I've heard, and I don't know if this is true. I, I'd love to actually get him for a few seconds to ask him, but I've heard uh, rumors that he has cataloged or documented like all the connections between all the bands from that era and maybe even maintained it over the years. So I I would love to see that type of thing where it's all like a family tree of the East Coast music scene and how it's yeah. spread. It'd be really, really cool to see. But yeah, I'm sure uh, someone like that that's into that type of thing, he's probably picking up on those influences right away. Mm-hmm. And so now you mentioned you sent him the album in advance. Um, it's been a couple weeks now since you've released your debut album. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been two and a half weeks. Okay, so At the Mall is the name of the album. It it's is. also the name of one of the singles from the album because you have the, the title track on that. So I did see that you released what, like three, four uh, singles from that album leading up to the release. So were those things that were already recorded and you knew the full album was coming out or those were just things that you're releasing as you went along and then you fleshed out a full album in between? Uh, we, those were like the singles leading up to at the mall were all just part of the album completely mm-hmm. done already. And we just kind of handpicked the ones that we thought best represented different aspects of our band and our sound and just like different songs that we've written over the years with the band. And I think in all the singles, there's songs from like, three years ago there's just probably a song from three years ago there's a song from last year that we wrote and there's probably a song from two years ago it's, yeah that's just how i went about thinking about that anyway so does that mean that now that that album's been out that you guys already have new songs for a future album yeah yeah we have yeah. like half of the next album written probably probably like awesome. five or six yeah. pretty much complete songs they might not all make the cut but like we definitely got a good start on it for sure. Yeah. And so the live shows, I imagine you're highlighting a lot of the new album, but is this the fans that are going to the shows, are they getting some of the new material slipped in there as well? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're always most excited to play the new stuff, and it's not like we're a band with hits. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. you, yeah. you don't want to see your favorite band and they got to play the hits. Like, no. People yeah. may know our songs, but it's not like I don't think we're going to disappoint them with with playing what we're most into because I think we have most fun doing that. It just comes out as a better show. Yeah, and it makes the songs better if we play them live more and more before like getting a definitive version down. Mm-hmm. That's what this whole album at the mall was. It was just like from the start of our like live, like the start of us playing live really was when these songs started to be written. And it, from then to now, it was like, we just kind of made flesh the songs out as like perfect as we could. And that was just kind of, our early life as a band to now that's what that album is for us Mm -hmm. and yeah that just playing songs live as much as possible really gives you feedback sometimes you can just tell yeah they're not into this maybe we'll change that maybe we'll make this shorter so that there's more for them to like or like it it helps a lot with just like making the overall product just better Mm -hmm. and better and better and when you did get to the point to start releasing singles like, as a strategy leading to the album, I'd see from the, you use the same person for your artwork for all of the covers. So it kind of has the same kind of feel all the way through. So yeah. Is that somebody that you guys knew you needed album artwork and went out and found somebody or is that somebody you had a previous connection with? Yeah, you, you yeah. I I actually lived with him for a little bit. I moved into him, his house with him as uh, his partner. But yeah, the uh, I think he posted something on Instagram, like a story of uh, some art he was doing, and it caught Sam's eye. And he was like, he sent it to me. He's like, this would be a cool album cover. And uh, I was like, yeah. And like Danny liked it too. And we said, Brandon, like, can we use this as our album cover? And he's like, no. No, I'll make something better. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, sim- yeah. the original post was a very similar style, but yeah, yeah, we there was a lot of back and forth with us and Brandon kind yeah. of fleshing out fleshing out the, the visual aspect of the album. Yeah. Super, super great experience. I think he did a fantastic job. Like he's yeah. such a talented artist. He's he's uh, creative. He's he doesn't focus too much on the rules. Like he's he doesn't care about anything but the art. Like yeah, a little outside the box is always yeah, good, especially yeah, yeah. in the music world, right? Because you gotta, yeah. you you have to set yourself a little bit outside the pack so you yeah. can stand out a little bit. But I wanted to mention the artwork specifically because it really jumps out, especially like going into like a like a Bandcamp page or even on Spotify, because yeah. it's a little different style. You see the Art Deco style a lot with like or posters and like one-off concert posters and stuff with lithographs and all that type of thing. But his style is just a little bit different. It's almost like the like safety posters and stuff you see like on airplanes and everything like that. So, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah it, I think, I think that's what my brain's doing. I was like, that's something important. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Absolute yeah. losers have a new single. That is important. Yeah. We did that on purpose. It's brainwashed. But yeah. we, I think we just, we're both in, like the same mindset where we just wanted something really simple and really like minimal, but very like punchy and mm-hmm. catch side, like interest them a little bit. It would definitely nailed it there. Now it also on the visual element, and I had mentioned like uh, some of the earlier videos I had seen 
but uh you have videos to go along with all the singles so far uh we have a couple live videos that we did at howie's actually mm-hmm. and i have two like official music videos and now made. the live ones i believe that's where i saw was there like a halloween show or something oh that was something else actually yeah that, yeah, that was a halloween show which i didn't we didn't really mention that's why we're wearing hard hats and stuff yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was an all ages show. That was really fun because like in the video you can see like our little brother and sister there and people dancing around. And that was fun. It was a fun yeah, time. It was, cool. it was like probably two years ago actually. Oh but, really? Uh, yeah. And it was in this place in our hometown, Strafford PEI, and it's actually burned down now. So Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> historical archive it's, just yeah, think yeah. in like five years or something when you look back it's going to seem like that video was made like 20 years ago or something yeah, yeah, used to it not yeah. being there yeah yeah and with yeah. the video content i saw in some of the notes there that you worked with the uh, house front so uh, we we've had null on the podcast oh, here before so sick. They're so, uh, you would have been doing some video work with oh well probably the audio with uh Kyle and Jesse. Yeah, they they played that show Null, and they were yeah. and they worked for Housefront, so they did the whole sound and video and everything. Awesome. Yeah, I I always love to see when if I if I see their names on something that they had their fingers in it, I know that it's good quality coming out of whatever it is. Yeah. So I, I was excited to see their names down there in the notes when I was going through your stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, it makes sense. Because you guys are probably not too, too far proximity-wise as far as, like, going around playing shows and stuff. Oh, yeah, oh not, not at all. all. Not at all, yeah. PEI is a big, like, a lot of the shows are just kind of a mix-match of of bands. I don't think we've played with no. No, we've never played with no. But they'll, they'll play with, like, pop bands or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, the scene is, is pretty interconnected. We're too, yeah, we're too small good. to be divided. It's getting yeah. bigger. There's a lot of good bands coming up. There are a lot there's of, there's a yeah. ton that I'm seeing from PEI and you now this is just in my narrow perspective I guess I interview a lot of Nova Scotia bands and musicians because I'm located in Nova Scotia so it makes sense organically those are the people I'd run across more often yeah. but I am noticing a lot of stuff from the other provinces but with PEI specifically I do notice that the PEI bands like yourself seem to be quicker to be able to get off of PEI and play shows like in Nova Scotia or New yeah. Brunswick, as opposed to bands from Nova Scotia, maybe a little less so New Brunswick, but it seems to be harder to get out of their own home region. Yep. But with PEI artists, I don't know if it's because you have a smaller home base, so you have to go somewhere else, but it does seem like I don't want to say you have an easier time doing it, but I do see that it seems to be more efficient for yeah. indie artists from PEI to make it elsewhere on the East Coast. Like, would you guys share that? You're nodding a little bit, but is that is that accurate from your point of view? Totally accurate. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's definitely like an essential that you have to eventually inevitably get off and play. And yeah, uh, it's really fun too. Yeah, besides the bridge toll, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. I think that scares away bands from coming here, but that's just a part of 
beat the eye like yeah i, yeah. I, I mean we grew up with it so like yeah you know the bridge is it is what it is you, you pay it and then you forget about it it's like the money i've done. actually now this is interesting from another perspective then because i've always been in nova scotia yeah and i've had this conversation off when I wasn't recording with other musicians from around here and everything. And we really do on this side. And I am going to speak for Nova Scotians. I, if somebody has a problem with it, send me an email or something. As far as going to Prince Edward Island on vacation or to catch a show or to do a tour date, like you have a gig or something, we do have that feeling that like, oh, we can get over there for free, but they're going to nail me on the way back. Yeah. And I did yeah. have that perspective conversation with somebody oh, yeah. that, like, I almost wish they'd charge us on the way over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. while you're like, Just so we get the expense out of the way and you can relax the rest of the time you're there. Like, you're not yeah. thinking, like, before I fill the gas tank, do I have enough to get off the island? Yeah, it's like paying for your meal before you eat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't know. Maybe all of us over here could just be a little smarter and put the money aside. Yeah. No, Probably wouldn't that, that too. It could be like $5 hole. Like they're still going to make a lot. If it of was, money. yeah, if it was cheaper, probably, probably we'd oh, all okay. be going back and forth. Like I'm 15 minute drive from the ferry. Yeah. I, if, yeah, if it was cheaper, I mean, no, I understand why it's expensive, but if it was cheaper, I'd probably be in PEI three or yeah. four times over the summer at least. Especially, like I said, with all the shows happening. Mm -hmm. So you guys do have a lot of connections early on in your music career. And I do see you playing around a lot. So I'm curious, kind of to pull a little bit more on that whole perspective conversation. For the bands that are watching the show and artists that are in those other regions, do you have any tips for anyone that wants to break into the Prince Edward Island market that they want to travel over to your province and play oh uh, well they can always contact any of us yeah. if you're listening right now and you want to play on pei just message the losers instagram or something and and we can help you in some way uh, i'm loving it because there's a couple up-and-coming bands that yeah. would probably fit with you guys that i won't name drop because i'd rather just see it happen than for me yeah, to yeah. spoil Maybe. it at a conceptual stage even if we can't play it, like we're always happy yeah. to link, link you up with the person that books the venue or playing right there. Yeah. Cause we want bands here to play too. Like, well, I, I love when people message up the account and like ask for band recommendations yeah. and yeah. all of the bands here we're pretty much buddies with. So like, I, it's great to see them yeah. succeed. And it's, it's easy to get gigs here. Like if it, it really is, you can say, Hey, like, is this date open? And it's either yes or no within like, a day you know if you can play that sweet or not it's like i know like booking shows away like sometimes it, it's a hassle like yeah yeah so, like uh, i said I, I hear a lot of different perspectives and it can be hairy for some people yeah and you guys oh, yeah. have dates coming up yeah in uh mid-september and into october which i'm super stoked yeah are you i did skim through them and i will be honest when i was done looking at the list the only one i remembered is you're playing five minutes from my apartment in glasgow so that's all that matters you're yeah. coming back to shoebox yeah. yeah yeah we're going back to the shoebox is a wicked venue yeah great and city sweet venue what about the uh the other dates are you hitting all the east coast provinces yeah we're doing uh moncton at Zeroz, and then we're doing uh, Fredericton, St. John, Woodstock, 
and people are putting us up in Woodstock, which is wicked. Awesome. Um, and then we're Canning, Montreal. Like we're doing like an in-store to record store. Ottawa, Toronto, back to Montreal to do like a bar show. And then we're actually heading back to PEI to do like a music PEI showcase type of thing. And then heading to Halifax. And See, they're camp. nailing you with the, they're making you pay twice. I know. Yeah. I know. Exactly. Yeah. The last stop yeah. is a uh, shoebox. It will be a well-oiled machine oh, yeah. by the time we get there. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And for, I hate to do this because I want all my Halifax friends to travel down to Glasgow and check out Shoebox. But what is, what's the Halifax date? Um, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Well, there you go. My shoebox friends will be happy. It doesn't matter. Everyone from Halifax should come yeah. down to Glasgow. It'll be a sweet show, though. It's at a place called Two Crows Brewing. Okay. And it's Crossed Wires uh, released an EP. Yeah. And it's like their EP release show. So 20 oh, Sweet. sweet. So when you're a- talking to the Crossed Wires people, I'm a fan. They've not been on the podcast. I'd be okay. More, I'll I'd be more than way. happy to have them on at some point. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. So when you guys come down here, you'll have your album with you, I imagine, for physical copies for sale. Yes. Uh, for anyone that's listening to this podcast today that maybe doesn't have the opportunity to pay the toll to get off PEI and come to join me in the Glasgow, there's lots of dates for them to see, probably closer to their own hometowns. But online presence, uh, where should I send people online if they want to check out more or buy the album? Uh, to buy the album to our Bandcamp page, and you know it's it's playing anywhere you listen to music. Awesome, YouTube even. And yeah. for social media, is Instagram the king here in this case? Definitely, Instagram absolute underscore losers underscore uh, Facebook. I don't. It's the same thing. I don't Probably know. Yeah, same. yeah. Usually, Instagram's the king here i'm not really utilizing tiktok very much no i made one tiktok but yeah we we use tiktok a little bit for the podcast in mixed results but it when it falls by the wayside i have to remind myself that i still have the account so i mean it's (laughs) it's cool when i use it but when i get away from it i get away from it all and same as twitter being rebranded as x i we have an account and if anybody writes us on twitter i will definitely respond but (laughs) I, d- yeah. I don't post on there very often. I don't know how long X is going to be around. I didn't even know that. Yeah. There's... I think that world is pretty foreign. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Those, I, the last couple changes for Instagram and YouTube, which are probably the platforms I use the most for this stuff, I brush through them. I, I, they have new features so you can do threads and shorts and youtube has a new one where you can use the youtube music and carry it over into your short so i don't know i think it's great because long term what i'm seeing in the background is there's algorithms that are running to figure out the dividends so you guys can get some money back for some of those royalties on some of those songs too so yeah Yeah, that's that's going to be the pennies that are going to pay for your retirement when those all add up eventually yeah we got our so can check today it was was a whopper you're all ready to retire now then yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think yeah. we might quit, honestly. Scrap, <laughs> scrap this next album. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see a lot of it, but I've seen a couple of those checks. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're not quitting today. <laughs> the next check. The next check. Well, that'll be, that'll yeah. be the deal breaker right there. 
So what do you guys have planned when you get back off of this tour that you have coming up? Is it uh, take a break for the holidays? You're going to work on recording some of the new material or is it wait and see what kind of reaction you get on the road before you make any concrete plans? I haven't really thought about it. No, we haven't, we haven't really like discussed that, but we never, uh, we never really have plans. I feel like it'll just be like, <laughs> like we usually do, which is like, well, we haven't done a tour like this big before, but we're probably going to play some of the newer songs, get them like very rounded out, maybe write a little bit on the road as we did. Like Josh wrote a full song when we were touring mm -hmm. with tons that we're playing now, like played it for the first time the other day and uh yeah we'll just like try to write as much as we can after that i think we have like a besides a bunch of musical endeavors we're all like all three of us are doing outside of the band we're, we're all like uh we don't have too much going on for absolute losers just some shows here and there so it's going to be a lot of writing and a lot of just planning uh logistics and planning stuff for the next album yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Probably, probably get home and just write some songs and jam. Most, I think the focus will probably be on on uh, starting the next album. Like That's even sick. if we're not like recording the next album, we'll be like, you know, deciding what songs we're going to focus on for the next album. Maybe try to figure out who's going to record it. Or yeah. Well, definitely looking forward to it. I, I'm excited that I'm getting another opportunity to see at Shoebox. Every time there's an artist that's traveling through that's playing down there, no knock on my local musician friends. I love them all, but they all know I've seen them a million times. So I love the bands traveling through, and Shoebox is probably the place that I do frequent the most out of any local venues. Yeah. So I was disappointed that I missed you guys before. I can't remember where I was. I think I was actually out of town. But I'm excited to see you guys coming back in town. And uh, do you have anyone else on the bill with you that night, or uh, TBD? We do. Kind of like... uh, we do have someone on the bill. I'm blanking on the name. To be okay. honest with you, there's an, a local rock band on the bill. Oh, okay. Excited. Well, I'll definitely be sure that getting closer because that's towards the end of September. It is. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I'll definitely be sure to plug that show up a little bit. And actually, yeah. well, I'm gonna look it up as soon as I get off this call and. Maybe I'll reach out to that other band and see if they want to come on and help promote that for you guys a little bit. Yeah, that'd be yeah, great. That'd be great. Yeah. September 30th, New Glasgow. Perfect. Is. So all of our Pecto County friends, you can go out there and probably buy advanced tickets right now. Yeah. No, they you save a few bucks if you buy them in advance. So it's always helpful for everybody that these days that it's it's great to be out there supporting the arts, but it's 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 hard to free up a few extra dollars sometimes. So I feel you. Oh yeah, yeah big time. Yeah. And now we are starting to get towards the end of the allotted time that we have for today. What song would you guys like to play out with from the album to give people a taste of Absolute Losers? Yeah, yeah, I'd sure. say I'd say By Fright is probably the one. Okay, that suits us the best. I think it has the most plays on Spotify. Yeah, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. <laughs> By the book. Yeah. That's the that's the name of album number two. The numbers don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> What's the thing you're saying lately? Rock. Something about rock. Rock and roll is a risk. Rock and roll yeah, is a risk. The numbers don't lie. Yeah. There you go. 
I like it. You guys have like it sounds like song titles flying out there. So I'm sure there'll be a new album out before too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah every, just titles. So. Yeah, everything's yeah. just gold right now. I got the notes out. <laughs> yeah, awesome. All right, so for all of our listeners out there, uh, you're sitting still here, and we'll listen to By Fright, and uh, hopefully we'll hear more from Absolute Losers in the near future. And for anyone that's watching this on our YouTube channel, besides the uh, chats and interviews that we've been putting out on our other platforms, our YouTube channel, if you scroll down, there's a playlist of live shot performances that I've been able to capture, and I'm scooting around catching some of these bands live. So uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, subscribe to our podcast and the YouTube channel so that you can get the extra bonus content. And keep an eye out near the end of September. I might have a chance to capture some of the performance from these gentlemen right here. So thanks for your time, guys. And uh, hopefully we can talk again in the near future. Yeah, we'd love to. Thank you. Thank you.